Hi there, this is Ella Star with your key races and bets for Saturday, November 11, 2023. This key races and bets podcast is brought to you by Amwager.com. A-M-W-A-G-E-R. Amwager.com is a great legal online wagering website. Amwager.com has some great betting tools and perks and is legal for residents of most states as well as covers most tracks in North America as well as many around the world. Check it out at Amwager.com. You can also get the written version of this podcast, the Key Races and Bets blog, totally free at Amwager.com by clicking on How to Bet and Ella Star's blog. If you're not a member, while you're there, look around. You'll be happy you did. We're going to start with the Key Races and Bets for Saturday, November 11th with the Pebbles Stakes. Race number six at Aqueduct with a post time of 2.17 Eastern. The top win contenders are implicated Sacred Wish and Plenitude. The exact contenders are Silver Skillet and Rhiannon. Stephanie's charm will have to go fast early from the outside, and given that when last seen in the Jockey Club Gold Cup, Duck Club Oaks, she opened up a 13-length lead after a half mile, the early pace is likely to be very fast. That's ensured, with Precious Avery also in the race and having earned her last four wins leading from the start to the finish. So from the rail, Implicated gets a great trip, just like she got when rallying from third one year and two weeks ago over this course in the Chelsea Flower Stakes. After that, she was off for 50 weeks and obviously needed her comeback race on October 19th, but it was a good one nevertheless as she pressed the pace in second and faded to fourth. Stephanie's charm is going to be a lot more fit today, and the fact that Chad Brown, this Chad Brown trainee has the style to win, has a ground-saving rail, is the stakes winner over the course over to 12 to 1 demands Stephanie's Charm be the horse we look at first when considering win bets. Sacred Wish won the similar winter memory stakes one before last on September 15th when rallying from 5th and drawing off late. She was much farther back early, 10th, one month later in the Valley View where she was 5th in the winter memories and she only managed 4th. But that was Keeneland. Now she's back in New York. And Sacred Wish has every right to rebound back to the winter memories form. Plenitude won the first two races of her career, the second on the grass, then finished fourth of eight in the stakes in July, also a sprint. She now goes long off a four-month layoff, and for the Christophe Clement barn, that's not a concern. Plenitude is a full sister to Agate Road, who won the Pilgrim Stakes, Silver Pilgrim Stakes around two turns on the course this year, and Plenitude could be sneaky good opening at 10-1. to 1. Among the rest, Silver Skillet was no match for Sacred Wish to win her memories, but clearly second. And Rhiannon is another trained by Brown, but opens a 2-1 to 1 on the strength of just a maiden win by seven lengths in her first turf race and second start. She appears to be overbet, and it is asking a lot to go from a maiden win to open stakes, but I think she's good for a minor share. In the Pebble Stakes, race 6 at Aqueduct, Saturday, November 11th, post 2.17 Eastern. 7-2 are the threshold, the minimum fair odds, win odds, on the three main contenders implicated Sacred Wish and Plenitude. And the way I play a race like this is to wager on two of the top three at the highest odds at 7-2 or more. And considering Sacred Wish opens at 5-2, she's likely not going to be the one that's going to above the threshold. But implicated and Plenitude will, and hopefully be near their double-digit odds. So good win bets. If we bet more than one horse in a race like this, the best advantage is had by using a dutching tool, which prorates wagers for the best value. There's a free dutching tool at Amberger.com. As I mentioned earlier, they have many tools and perks for the better, and this is one of them. 
And with Dutching Tool, you can set the amount you want to bet in total. And the math is done for you to help you achieve the best edge. And that's just one of many tools at Amwager.com. For the exactness, I want to play Implicated, Sacred Wish, and Plenitude over Implicated, Sacred Wish, Plenitude, Silver Skillet, and Rhiannon. So we're playing three horses in the top spot and five in second to give some extra extra, extra exact combinations in second. It's Implicated, Sacred Wish, and Plenitude in first with Implicated, Sacred Wish, Plenitude, Silver Skillet, and Rhiannon in second. Moving on to race nine in Aqueduct, this is the Red Smith Stakes. On November 11th, with a post of 3.43 Eastern. And the top win contenders here are 9.11 Turbo, Limited Liability, and Marwad. Also considered Cross Border and Verstappen. 9.11 Turbo shows up every time, at least this year, with five wins and a runner-up finish in six races, although he was disqualified from one of the wins for interference. 9.11 Turbo has won at three different tracks. His last win came at 12 furlong, so this 11 furlong trip is not an issue. With it, with it likely... And he toured all three of the early speed types, main event so high and tighter to see, they're going to get tired with one another after battling. And 911 Turbo should get first run on any of the deeper closers and win. Limited Liability missed second by a neck in the similar Sycamore Stakes last month at Keeneland. Two before that, second in the Louisville Stakes. Both were at 12 furlongs, so he too cuts back an eighth of a mile and appears very capable of running well. Marwad gives us some value here, opening at 10 to 1. He was 5 to 1 when second beaten a length under a length in the similar Mac Diarmida stakes in March. He then took seven months off, and his race on October 14th appears to be nothing more than a prep because it was way shorter, a mile on the 16th, and it was on all weather in Florida. Castellano, who rode Marwad to a nice win at this 11 furlong distance on turf in January, right before the second place finish in the Mac Diarmida, gets back on and Marwad is pretty lightly raced and has a room to improve and post the upset. Cross Border is a nine-year-old who still has top ability in races like this. He's earned $1.3 million in his career. He rejoined the Maker Barn this summer after racing a few times in hurdle races. Cross Border won the 2021 Bowling Green 11 furlongs, the same race veteran Channel Maker won this year. And he fits like a tee coming off a win in a minor six at Delaware Park at 12 furlongs, another cutting back in the names of a mile. Verstappen gets, got as close as third in the stretch in the million-dollar Kentucky Turf Cup when last seen on September 9th after a big second-place finish behind Channel Maker in the Bowling Green at this 11-furlong distance. Verstappen had previously won the 12-furlong Elkhorn Stakes in April, so he proved he fits at the level in marathon turf races. He rounds out a quintet, I think I'll have a shot, which hopefully means no heavy favorite and some value. In the Red Smith Stakes, race 9 at Aqueduct, post time 3.43 on Saturday, November 11th. 7-2 minimum win odds on 9-11 Turbo, Limited Liability, and Marwan. And I think I'm definitely going to bet two of the three at the highest odds. That's the best way to play it. And this is another good race to take advantage of the mathematical edge provided by a dutching tool, particularly the one which is free and easy to use at Amwager.com. Now, for exactness, the best strategy is trying to split the five. You don't want to play a five-horse box necessarily. And playing a 3 by 2 exacta, putting three horses in first and two in second, then reversing it. That way, if the top three contenders finish first and second, any of those three, you win twice. So those exactas are going to be 9-11 Turbo, Limited Liability, Marwad, over 9-11 Turbo, Limited Liability, Marwad, Cross Border, and Verstappen. The second is going to be 9-11 Turbo, Limited Liability, Marwad, Cross Border, and Verstappen, over 
911 Turbo Limited Liability and Marwan. And then for the trifecta, I would play a five-horse box. There's no favorite here. A 50-cent tri-horse box is $30 cost. And that's going to be a box of 911 Turbo, Limited Liability, Marwad, Crossboard, and Verstappen, especially since a couple of these open at double-digit odds. The last race on this week's Key Races and Bets podcast is going to be the Maple Leaf Stakes. And this is race 7 at Woodbine with a post of 403 Eastern. The top win contenders are Eversmart and Millie Girl, and the secondary contenders are Talbia and Il. Malocchio. Now, Il Malocchio won the 22 edition of this race, beating Angelou's back again, and both are in good form off third and second place finishes, respectively. But those are behind Millie Girl in the Ontario Matron Stakes four weeks ago. Those aren't the only horses in competitive form, but I'm going to start with Eversmart, who hasn't faced these, who's likely to go to post at decent odds, and who starts at 6 to 1. Starting her 2023 campaign in April in Northern California at Golden Gate, Eversmart placed third in non-graded stakes, then missed by a neck and won by a head also on turf. In her next start in August, Eversmart won a non-graded stakes on the grass before trainer Neil Drysdale shipped her out of California to Kentucky Downs to run in a very high-level classified allowance race. And although Eversmart was fourth in that eight-horse field at a mile, she arguably ran the best race of her career, and it must be noted, the winner of that race, Dominican Pioneer, has a big shot to win the River City Stakes at Churchill Downs today, which is race 10. Trainer Dysdale rarely ships to Woodbine, but did so with Mr. Karras, who won the Dance Smartly Stakes in August. And Trevor McCarthy rides Mr. Karras, who's running in the Best Arabian Stakes on the card at Woodbine. And also rides Eversmart. So I think Eversmart's sitting on a big effort Good enough to win based on her Kentucky Downs race when last seen. Millie Girl inhaled the field to go from 8th of 10 to win the Ontario Matron by ahead four weeks ago. She was making her second start off a two and a half month layoff and stretching out from a mile, from a sprint to a route. So better can be expected here in her second route. Her 106 Equibase speed figure is nearly identical to the 107 figure Eversmart earned in her most recent race. And since Hernandez rides Millie Girl back, and since, as daughter of Hardspun, I have little doubt she can handle this 10 for a long trip. Millie Girl has a good shot to win her second stakes race in a row. Now, Talby is an interesting long shot. The mare won on the all-weather main track at Woodbine in May of 2022, following seven months off. Before a last of seven finish as the 5-2 second choice in the Dominion Day stakes in July of last year. She moved to turf for a 2023 debut in January in Florida, finished 5th of 10, then four months later was 4th of 12, in the quarter-million-dollar Kitana Stakes at 12 furlongs on grass. For her next start, trainer Mark Cassie chose the Robert G. Dick Memorial at this 11 furlong at 11 furlongs on grass at Delaware Park, and in that race, to put it mildly, I don't think she was given a good ride. She was starting to accelerate with a quarter-mile to run. She went four wide, but still got in traffic, got behind horses, never got in a stride, as she was capable of that day. That turned out to be a productive race because the third-place finisher, Parnak, improved a lot to win the Grade 2 Flower Bowl stakes in her next start. And before coming in North America, Talvia won not once but twice at this 10-for-a-long trip, and she's already proven on the all-weather, so the distance and the all-weather are neither an issue. The main good thing about Talvia is Patrick Husband's number one jockey for the Cassieborn rode her in her North American debut and gets back on not having ridden her in 14 months. The jockey change and surface change, plus the fact she had trouble in the last race, gives Talby a look at the outcome and a price here. 
You know, Malokia won this race last year at 9-1. to Prior to that, had finished second on the main track as well in a good effort. She went from a 9-9 figure last year in the prep to 105, winning this race. She enters this year off a 105 figure, even better, when beaten a head and a half length by Millie Girl in the Ontario Matron. So coming into this race in even better form. If there is a knock, it's that she has a record of five wins, six seconds, and four thirds and 25 starts. So she does appear as happy finishing second or third as winning. On the other hand, although Savachi gets off to ride solo album, also for Cassie, leading jockey Kimura gets on Il Malocchio, and he wins 25% of the time for Cassie in the last two years. So it's hard not to ignore her and consider her a contender, especially as she opens at 5-1. to one. So in the Maple Leaf Stakes, race 7 at Woodbine, post 4.03 on Saturday, November 11th, I'm going to start with considering win bets at 72 or higher on Eversmart Millie Girl. Now, as it's likely Millie Girl won't meet the threshold because she starts at 3-1, to one, we can consider a win bet on Talby at 4-1 to one or more and then use a dutching tool. Now, Malocchio also has fair odds at 4-1, to one, but is also not likely to meet that threshold, especially nowhere near Talby's odds. But we can profit from either Millie Girl or Malocchio winning with some exactness. Now, specifically, no exactness are recommended as any of the 13 can finish second. But what I would do in this case is if ever smarter or Malocchio go to post at less than those fair odds, then I would consider an exactus since anybody can run second here, a Vilmalocchio and or Millie Girl overall. And that would be the same as a win bet if you think there's some value there. I'm probably going to skip, going to stick with the win bets on Eversmart and Talbia, but those are other options in this race. Don't forget you get the written version of this Key Races and Bets podcast, which is the Key Races and Bets blog, totally free at Amwager.com by clicking on How to Bet in All Stars blog. If you're not a member, Look around. Join. You'll be happy you did. I'll be playing there all weekend. I hope you will as well. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.